Hello and welcome to the first IPBG basketball podcast. Kendall Salter, I'm back. Hope you missed us. Steven, you're here too. Yes, I'm Steven now, and I feel like there wasn't enough time between football and basketball, <laughs> but at least this is just once a week. Not that we didn't enjoy the football podcast, but yeah. it did get to be a little, a little well, much. It's a lot of work, but uh, we are back. It was nice to have a little, like, maybe a couple weeks off, I guess, from the podcast. But uh, right. yeah, so we're going to do this once a week, every Monday, it sounds like, uh, pending any change that we'll let you know down the road if, if something comes up. Uh, but we're going to do this once a week for you guys. We're going to recap the previous week's basketball games and kind of preview the upcoming ones. Um, the season gets started this week, starting tomorrow, really, with uh, official games. I know some teams have played in some tournaments, and we'll get to that in a second here. As always, if you have any comments or things you want to you know, tell us about as the show goes on, let us know, sports at Island Packet or sports at beefergazette.com. We're happy to hear from you. But why don't we just get started? Steven, you um, you actually saw some basketball action over the Thanksgiving break here. Um, I know there was a tournament up at Battery Creek with a couple of our area teams. Uh, I think Battery Creek was there, Ridge and Hardyville, and Whale Branch boys and girls teams were all there. Uh, that's right, yes. And um, some very, very good basketball, I thought, to start the year. A lot of times, you know, at this stage, Everybody's still working some things out, and it can be kind of ugly. And I guess there was some of that uh, this past week, but for the most part, it kind of lived up to its billing. You know, there are three of the top ten teams from Class 2A there. Um, it looked like they all sort of played up to their their preseason billing, really. That's right. Battery Creek is number four, and they, they won, won their own tournament. It looked like they got a little home cooking with the bracket. I was trying to rib Antoine Newman's a little bit about that, but it's just the way it works out with that, that kind of a short short schedule. They had a buy they had a buy to open the tournament and then played Greenville Technical Charter, which was wasn't the strongest team there. But then they beat a pretty good New Hampstead team in the pretty convincingly in the finals. So they definitely looked good as those two guys, Devontae Wilson and Eric Freeman, are gonna be two of the better players in class two A. Two of our uh, Low Country Five. If you haven't been looking at the paper the past week we've been releasing a, a boy and a girl player each day as as a member of our Low Country Five. Uh I know you saw a team that lost a lot of front-end talent last year that, that didn't have a player in our low country five, but in retrospect maybe could have, and it looked like they could be pretty good in Ridge and Hardyville. Uh, what did you see from the Jaguars at this event? Yeah, Ridge and Hardyville just, uh, I guess they were my most surprising because I, because I thought they'd lost so much, but they do have a lot coming back. They had nine players back from lower state final team last year, uh, including Devontae Robinson, their quarterback, who's 6'5". Um, super athletic and do a lot of different things, and it just creates a big matchup problem on the floor. He's one um, of those guys that just looks like a basketball player. You know, it's it was almost weird to see him playing football because, you know, I looked. At, I remember I think I was talking to Jamal Nelson, and I said he he must play football or he must play basketball, right? I mean, his build just long, rangy. Looks like he can kind of plug him in at any spot, and he'll be able to do just fine. That's right. I imagine he'd been a pretty pretty good receiver too, but. Um, but you know, I mean, they just—it's kind of the same, the same team that Ridge and Hardyville's had since, since I've watched them play. I mean, just a deep, deep athletic team likes to get up and down the floor. Uh, they got a little guard in Isaiah Wilson, as uh, a senior captain, is really going to kind of keep them together, I think. So, I mean, I, I thought that that preseason ranking was based on, you know, what they were able to do last year, but it looks like they are also going to be in the mix uh, there in two A and. Uh, just they they beat uh, 
a good Whale Branch team pretty convincingly. And Whale Branch was without Michael Middleton, which and it's still early in the year, but they were up 19 on him at one point. That's pretty solid basketball. Whale Branch came back to make it make it a game, but I don't know. I mean, it's a fun it was a fun tournament. I think you know it's just going to depend on how much these teams are able to kind of you know number one, I guess, avoid injury, avoid academics, avoid you know the things that can crop up and and hurt you throughout the year. Um, but really, they, they all look like pretty well-rounded groups. I mean, as far as looking for weaknesses, there aren't aren't too many. And when Whalebridge gets Middleton back, I'm guessing you you probably think they're going to be much more formidable than yeah. they were. Well, he he was back. He was I think he was on he was out of town for Thanksgiving. So then he was back for one game, and I think he missed um, he missed a half of Saturday's game. But really, those guys those guys can be okay. They're not as deep. Whale Branch is not as deep as they were in the past two years when they went to the state final in 1A. But they do have Jay Middleton, who is much improved uh, down low. He's, I mean, just uh, he's kind of been molded into a solid big man. Um, and then also Cameron, Cameron Wilson, um, who gives them another big body down low. And then Mike Middleton, who's um, kind of a matchup problem, like a 2-3 or a 3-4. And then the, I guess there, if there's a question with Whale Branch, it's the kind of handling the ball. And they've got Javel Coakley there. He looks like kind of the most natural point guard. They also have David Lamb. <clears throat> and I haven't mentioned David Lamb yet, and he's maybe a guy we should have considered more for our Low Country Five just watching that tournament. I mean, he's just, he just kind of attacks the basket. He doesn't look like a whole lot. He just, he's, I guess, about 6'3", a pretty skinny guy. But he just, I don't know, he's one of the most athletic guys on the floor, no matter who they're playing. He just gets to the rim. Uh, so he'll be a guy that will also handle the ball some for him. But, you know, when Ridge and Hardyville pressed him a little bit, they had some trouble. That's still one of those early season things. And you know that Link Lyles is going to have that worked out. What what uh, what kind of impressions did you get of the of the three girls teams that were there? Which one do you think stood out to you the most? I think um, one of them won the tournament, right? The Whale Branch girls, didn't they? Uh, that's right. Whale Branch, Whale Branch girls, I think, were – Probably the most impressive. Ridge and Hardyville uh, played well, and they that they um, reached the final against Whale Branch there. Uh, but as far as just you know that balance, uh, they got the kind of the same girls they've always had. I mean, Kamani Jenkins and Shaniqua Johnson, Janae Riley's back from um, an ACL last year. She has a had a knee brace there, but that's kind of gives them a nice one-two punch in the post with her and Shaniqua. Um, and then Kamani just said guard who can handle the ball and do a lot of different things and she's really I think matured a lot um, the last few years just that's just my opinion and just from watching her this past week I think she's really going to be able to be able to help this team a lot Um, a new coach uh, Sharonda Mifflin Uh, this is her first year with Whale Branch and I know she's kind of trying to instill some some discipline there and do things her way so that's kind of part of the and Whale Branch had to pick up the man-to-man defense over the summer. That uh, was kind of an adjustment for him. But anyway, I mean, it, it was good. I don't know what I expected. I guess being Thanksgiving, I was kind of just, you know, went out there to see some teams basically in a glorified a scouting, yeah. yeah, glorified scrimmage, and it really was some good basketball. So it was a lot of fun. We'll see how we'll see how things play out.
sounds like North of the Broad, we're going to have quite a lot of uh, good teams to watch up there. It seems like um, Battery Creek obviously looks like it might be the cream of the crop up there for the boys' side and got the Well Branch girls there. South of the Broad, I know that it's sort of a time of transition for, for a lot of the schools down here, um, th those being Bluffton and Hilton Head especially, uh, but also um, the, the private schools on the island as well, Prep and, and Christian. Um, I think the, the best team south of the Broad to keep the eye on would be of course, the Hilton Head girls, who have traditionally been strong since Dave Greenberg was there, and they bring back Miracle Jenkins, who was the state's leading rebounder, we think, last year. I don't know if the official stats are there, but I think, what was it, something like 16 rebounds a game That's right. Uh, to go along with 12 points or so. And um, I have had several opportunities to, to speak with Miracle in the intervening offseason, uh, and she's had quite a year named the school's homecoming queen and uh, just a, a great person, a great person, a wonderful person to speak to, always with a smile on her face. Uh, but, but, you know, when I brought up basketball, you can see the competitiveness click right in there. And she's been working on her shot. She, she kind of joked around that she wished she could dunk. Cause, <laughs> and who, who doesn't want to? But uh, she's sort of not, not quite a traditional post player, a little bit smaller in stature. But I think the numbers last year and the year before are backed up the fact that she can hold her own in the post against pretty much anybody. Um, I know at the guard position, Hilton had looked pretty set with Lauren Bush and Savannah Ryer. Uh, Lauren came off a great year last year after an ACL injury, but now there is some question. I've um, gotten word that she did go out with some sort of injury uh, from a scrimmage last week. Now, I can't speculate as to what the injury is. Um, I know she's been playing in a brace with that knee, uh, and I think she's going to probably find out a little bit more information early this week so we'll let you know as soon as we know hopefully Lauren's doing okay we wish her the best um, and if if she's not available for, for some of the season or, or is out for a little bit of time I think Dave Greenberg is a little bit worried that there's not as much depth there for the Seahawks as there's been in the past Savannah Ryer does a great job there um, you know kind of being the a third in that three-headed monster they have uh, but I guess, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. The Seahawks are a little bit of a mystery there as to who's going to pick up the slack after those front three. Um, yeah, that would definitely be a big blow. And she's another one, another player who's been there. I mean, she's you know, a veteran at this point. She knows yeah. knows what Greenberg wants to do, and she works well with those, those other girls. And she's great defensively, too. I think that's one of the biggest things that sometimes we can overlook is how good some of these players are defensively. Uh, so that that would obviously be have a huge impact. So we'll let you know as soon as we know there. On the Bluffton side, for both the boys and girls teams, I get the sense that it's a little bit of uh, rebuilding mode there. I know the boys team has had a lot of turnover uh, from last year. They lost 95% of their scoring, according to Coach Brett Macy. And there's about, uh, of of the eight guys he thought he would sure be sure to have on the team, four of them are not on the team. So been some injuries. They had a center go out. Uh, Jack Ernie, who played football and was expected to play in the post for them, I think had back surgery, so he's unavailable. Their backup center, he had to have surgery as well, so he's unavailable. So they're really shorthanded right now. And the guys they bring back, I think um, you know that the highest score they had coming back maybe is Laquan Washington. I think he had like six points a game or something. So you know, as as Macy told me, and this is not coming from me, this is coming from the coach himself. Putting the ball in the basket, I think, is going to be a real challenge for for Bluffton this year. Um, and I suppose that you make that up with good defense. And he thinks he has some good defenders, especially on the perimeter with like Lorenz Taylor coming back and everything. But I think he's going to try to piece together something. And he, you know, he's he's been he told me he's been telling his team like this is this is the time for you guys to figure it out, step up. 
you know, we're going to get better over the course of the season. And look, this is what happens with high school athletics. You know, you get turnover, and all of a sudden you have to kind of find a way. Yeah. And I was talking to Link Lyles, uh, Whale Branch coach, during the Thanksgiving tournament, and we had Bluffton came up and knew there was kind of a question mark there, but he said kind of what I was thinking, and that's that I think Macy will have those guys ready to play. Yeah. I know I don't think you, you were here in time for, for the end of the last season uh, to watch Bluffton at all, but he's usually got those guys, you know, in pretty good shape. So we'll see. I mean, it might be more difficult. There's surely the possibility to have a have a difficult year, but... Well, it should, um, should be noted they do have a kid coming in that uh, not just Macy, but a couple other coaches I've spoken to think very highly of in Jermaine Patterson, who's a freshman point guard. Uh, and he's even, I've, I've heard heard mumbles of him being a guy who could be recruited into some, some good schools in terms of college. So that's someone I'm pretty excited about. I don't know anything about him. I haven't seen him play, but that's someone I'll be able to catch this week, keep an eye on. And, you know, twice this week, I think I'm seeing Bluffton. So that, that should be interesting. And for the girls team, it's a, a little bit of turnover there as well. And Lonnie Roberts is back yet again, and he's been there since the school opened. So, you know, he, he's, uh, again, kind of the same thing as Macy. He's going to get his team ready to play. Um, they have uh, a couple people coming back um, and a couple transfers coming in. So sort of a mixed bag there that, that we'll see how. And a lot, of, a lot of this we won't know until we kind of see them in a couple, in a couple games. Uh, over on the island, um, kind of a news, news to mention here really quick. Hilton Head Prep's girls team will not play this year. They didn't end up having enough players to, to field a roster. Um, I think that's the second time in three seasons that they've had to basically stop the, the girls' season in its tracks. Um, so hopefully they'll be back in there next year. Hilton Head Christian on the girls' side looks to be very strong. Uh, they have <laughs> they have all guards. Kenny Conroy is throwing out a five-guard lineup. So that should be, um, I guess that should be an interesting watch, a little bit of an adventure. Their uh, outstanding player, another member of Arlen, Low Country 5, is uh, Zara Doe who kind of plays a guard-forward-swing type position like most of these kids do over at Hilton Head. Uh, Macy Tamnin, the daughter of the boys' coach over at Hilton Head Christian, she's back as well, and they got Andy Anderson. So a bunch of shooters, a lot of shooters, and uh, balanced scoring, and they've, they've opened the season pretty well here um, with some good performances. On the boys' side at Hilton Head Christian, they have guys like Ryan Barrett coming back, um, Chris Edwards coming back. So they have some experience there, and again... Uh, sort of same story according to Mac Tamman and his, his depth. You know, that, I think that's a big concern for a lot of our schools, um, or at least the coaches I've spoken to have all spoken about the issues of depth and trying to avoid foul trouble and things like that. So um, that's a little quick preview of, of who we have here. Um, I'll be at two different uh, schools this week. I'll be going to Bluffton and Beaufort uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, and I'll catch the boys and girls games there. And I'll be Bluffton and Hilton Head on Friday. So I'll get a good look at some of these teams in the early going. Um, I don't know if you're scheduled to hit any teams this week. I am, and I'm really looking forward to I think tomorrow I want to try to be out at Well Branch, uh, Hilton Head High. It looks like that might might change. But I'll definitely on Friday be at Battery Creek for uh, Battery Creek Welcome and Buford High and that rivalry game. I know we kind of touched on earlier what we know Battery Creek has and think that they're might be the might be one of the the better teams in our area, but Buford High is still. I mean, they got they got a lot back from last year, and, and this Friday they won't show it because one of their guards, Adonis Grant, is out with a foot injury, but he'll be back. 
Um, so I'm interested to see how Beaver High reacts. I got a new coach, uh, Nate Livesay, uh, kind of the first the first week of a new era here. So it'll be interesting to see what style of play. I know he's really he's kind of taking a really serious approach to to getting these guys on track. So there's no better test of that than going up against you know Eric yeah, Freeman and Devontae Wilson. We'll find out pretty quick. Uh, I guess tomorrow first, but definitely Friday. Um, you know, this week we'll we'll show them a lot about where they are. They got I think the kind of X factor for them is Otis McLean. He's a kind of their big guy down low, and he's he's played kind of a key role in past years and done well. But if he stays out of foul trouble, he he's a force down there. I mean, nobody nobody can match up with him in the post, and it it just kind of gives them that that X factor when you combine it with Joanne Mack and Adonis Grant on the perimeter. So they could be a fun team to watch if they if they get it together. I wouldn't expect it to be now. I mean, once you get Adonis back and kind of see how they're working together, I think everybody kind of everybody kind of gears up for that January when the region schedule really gets gets going. So we'll see. Should be a fun season. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, outstanding players coming back. So some some unprecedented depth in the area, and I'm really excited to get basketball season started. I, I love I love basketball, so I'm excited to get out and watch some of these kids play. Uh, that's the first episode there. Anything else you want to throw in before we take off here? No, we'll see how this goes, but thanks for listening. All right, see you next Monday, guys. Thank you.